2: Barnes had quite the night last night. Why can't he do it every night? Well, that would certainly be great. If Harrison Barnes averaged 39 points a game, (laughs) would the Kings be better? Yes, fact. 18, 13, and uh, 8. That's 8 rebounds for uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, Keegan had 14. Foxy with 29. And uh, Herter with 12. Um, Also, how about, uh, you know, I don't want to get lost in the old shuffle here, but how about a, a hat tip to Davion Mitchell? Mm. He's had a couple of mm. nice. Yeah. Interesting how Davion Mitchell and Harrison Barnes are all of a sudden doing a lot better.
1: I wonder if anybody predicted that.
2: Oh, coming up later on three in the key. Did someone predict it? Yeah, Davion Mitchell has uh Scored 15 points in his last two games. He had 17 points. Other than that, for the entire month of January, wow! Um, but no, some real good, you know, he, yeah, he, good minutes. Yeah, he hit the, all, all five of his shots were from three at three of five. I'll take that percentage any day of the week. It was just a good, well rounded performance. Malik Monk really uh, didn't need to do much. He was just two of five. Uh, but Mitchell getting 15 minutes off the bench. Uh, Trey Lyles uh, also was uh, a, a big part of things. And uh, you know what else, Jason? Credit where credit's do. Even with the line, up until Kevin Herter at the end, the Kings were 16-17 from the line. Right.
1: Yeah, I think the only miss was Davion. So. Yeah,
2: they finished at 84% from the
1: line. In two straight games, they've been really
2: good at the line. That's exactly right. If you'd have told me that the Warriors would go 56% from the field and 51.5% from behind the arc, I would have said, uh, gee, golly, they're going to
1: win. Yeah, and Steph would have his highest-scoring quarter, his first quarter. He uh, he has actually kind of been struggling lately. And and to get 30 off the bench from Kaminga. 31? Yeah, I would have thought it would Oof. have been a loss for the Kings. Yeah,
2: Jonathan Kaminga
1: looks good. Yeah.
2: He looks really, really good. So let's get to some post-game now.
1: Okay. uh uh-huh.
2: There's a couple of things uh, I want to get to here. Let me uh, let me open this up. A uh, couple of things I want to get to here. Uh, let's start with the uh, the big boy of the night, Harrison Barnes. What a wonderful night for him, for the Black Falcon. And uh, he
3: spoke to the media. You know, I know the past couple games, I've been getting a lot of shots. Uh, some games before that, not so much. So I think the, the biggest thing is just keeping an aggressive mentality when those opportunities come and just, like I said, try to, try to make the most of them. Uh,
2: we'll get to some more from him. I want to play uh, DeMontis Sabonis post-game. Uh, he was talking to the, the media, and our very own Brendan Nunez picked up this audio here. Uh, question from the back.
0: That, was, it, it, that is correct, and you spoke about Dorte and Kessel, but what about having a teammate like JaVale who thought he was going to uh,
2: play today, but his number doesn't get called by the head coach. I don't know what the head coach was doing, but he, he just discarded <laughs> discarded or kicked him to the curb. How is he as a teammate? uh in case you didn't figure it out that that's coach mike brown asking the question sitting down with the
1: media you know i had to calm him down on the bench but uh <laughs> no he's uh he's a professional you know he stays ready um he knows his role um, he came here to help us um take uh take us the next step you know and uh he's been a, a vital part of our uh progress
2: Okay,
3: How much are you guys enjoying playing the Warriors these days, ever since last year's playoffs? Do you guys really kind of feel like you get up more for these games and they become really exciting ones? Um, to be honest, I think we're kind of sick of them. They're sick of us. Um, it's, it's been, I don't know, like 14 games already, you know, since the playoffs too, you know, with preseason and everything, um, but you know, um, it feels nice, it feels nice to get a win. Coach said uh, we uh, tied the uh, tiebreaker, you know, and
1: um, that's important for us, you know. Um, we're, we're, we're striving for something bigger.
2: How about one final question from somebody else in the audience? Oh, hey, it's Rase Fox. Last one. Savvy.
0: I have one question for you. Do you know where your wife sits every game? Yes,
2: I know. I know where she sits every and game. And how
1: many, after every bucket, do you do an ode to her?
3: Probably every bucket.
1: Every bucket. We love
0: it. <laughs> <that. Yes. laughs>
2: Does he? I'm going to look for it now. Yeah. Are we, do we have a Doug Christie situation going? Is he doing some sort of, now I'm going to look after the bucket? Yeah, I, I don't notice it. I've never noticed that before. Good for him. How about Mike Brown and Rose Fox getting into the, uh, doing What's going on right? there? What is going on there? Uh, De'Aaron Fox, husband of Rose, was, uh,
3: talking about the free throws uh be able to pull out a close one i mean that's just a testament to what we need to do because if we don't make our free throws this is is an entirely different game so um obviously you don't want to just sit here like oh make your free throws because we we actually had a conversation about this and jay Triano brought up you know us telling you to make your free throws isn't going to make anything better it's not going to make you make your free throws. so um for us obviously you, you go in you continue to work on it and um we know that we have to shoot free throws better but sitting there saying, you need to make your free throws. That's, that's never going to fix anything. Yeah.
1: He made it eight, though. All eight of his. They need to make their free throws. Yeah. But I know what he means because yeah. I think we brought that up when one of those, a couple of those games where they just had horrific performances and they put more practice into it. Do you approach it where you ignore it and try not to make it a thing? Or, you know, it, that that's, you know, uh, those guys can make them. They can go into the gym right now and probably make 50 in a row right. without stressing. Right. But it doesn't matter until you're in the spot, and if you're a ninety percent free throw shooter and you like Malik was and missed right. four in a game it's that cost you a game it's killer
2: there's a difference in certain types of mistakes okay um there's the one you know better and the one that he, he, he's right when it's when it, when he says there's no reason to write. okay so what was it um I'm just trying to make an analogy with you and me here. Uh, last week, uh, I know, last week um, we were doing an interview and you asked a question about Kyle Shanahan. And I was chatting with the chatters on something and then I come back and I ask the same exact question you asked. That is a stupid mistake that I've killed myself over since then. And if I were to continue to do that, that is a coachable mistake. Here's what you did. Here's why it happened because you were too busy arguing with the chatters instead of paying attention to your stupid job. Fix it. That that's perfectly yeah. acceptable. Now, if I were to say to you something like, uh, "I have kind of a nasally, lispy voice, and I'm really going to try to speak clearer when I talk, and I occasionally nasal or lisp," well, you telling me not to do that isn't going, or anyone in a position of power, it's not going to. I don't. I don't want yeah. to do it. I'm trying to not do it, but. Sometimes I'm going to do it. It's the same thing with the free throws, right. except completely different.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Just in the sense that they don't want... They're not like, you know, I'm going to miss the free
1: throw. Yeah.
2: It's not like they're not focused. It's not like they don't want to make the free throw. They just don't make the free throws. And they have to work it out. Doesn't mean we can't be pissed off about it. Yeah. But... Ultimately, it's on them, and hopefully they've they've broken through. And uh, speaking of that, maybe we will uh, have a question that pertains to that coming up next in 3 for Madness brought to you by Fire Wings. We'll talk about this warrior rivalry, or is it one, the road trip coming up, and uh, have the Kings made a little progress noticeably. We'll talk about all that with Chris for a lot next. Three questions, three answers. It's three for madness on the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Here's question one. All right, let's give you the schedule here. Brendan Nunes, Sacktown Sports Kings insider. He'll join us at eight uh, for Kings at eight. Niners at nine. I just made that up. We just talked about more benchmarks. There you go. Niners at nine. Greg Papa, voice. Of the Niners will join us Friday, fun and games with Styles and Watkins at nine forty ish. So big, fun show for you, including three for madness, brought to you by Fire Wings. Chris Roloff. Do you consider the Warriors a rival? Yes, and I consider them the Kings' biggest rival right now. I consider them a bigger rival than the Lakers. When when we play the Lakers, I'm pumped up. I want to beat them. I hate L A, but I don't have any. There's nobody on the Lakers. I I would say there's at least three people on the Warriors I feel more strongly rivalistic Hmm. about. I don't dislike anyone on the—I don't dislike LeBron. I don't dislike AD. Mm I don't—I mean, D'Angelo Russell killed us that one time, but I don't, like, dislike him. I don't have any emotions. I I hate the Lakers because that's what I'm supposed to hate, and I hate the history— but right now, this second, who who's a bigger rival than the Warriors? I get extra pumped up for these games. I yeah. wanna beat them. I wanna kill and I expect them to slit our throats every night like like I expected last night.
1: And if someone says to you, Lakers rivalry, where do you go? To me, I get right I see Fox, I see Rick Fox, Rick I Fox. see Kobe, Doug Shaq, Christie, Shaq, Phil Jackson, yeah. Derek Fisher, Cowbells. like that, that's the group. Yes. It, it's not LeBron. Uh-uh. It's not A D no. now it could end up being them again. Sure but it's not right now. No. And so and where it hit me last year the most, like I think recently, even like when the Warriors maybe first started their run. I'm like, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if the Warriors won a championship?" Yeah, I'm I'm removed from that. And last year I think where it really hit after the Kings lost to them when the Lakers were playing the Warriors. I'm like, "Oh no, I want the Lakers to win." I'm like, "Ooh, look." Yes. Am I really saying that out loud? I'm like, "Yeah, I do. I want the Lakers to beat the Warriors." And so then I knew that's their rival.
2: I would say if you had if you forced me to it uh Kings Warriors, number one. Mm-hmm. Kings Lakers, number two. Yep. Kings uh, Kings late-game execution, number three. <laughs> those are the three biggest rivals.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a time, like that's to like De'Aaron's point earlier when he was saying, well, you know, ask anyone here. I, I think it's when you get in those postseason matchups. Like Dallas and Utah, they used to always play, too. Uh, the Lakers are the ones knocking them out, but you know they played Utah three times in that run. I think and yeah. the Jazz, uh, the Mavs, three times. Yep. They beat them twice, lost once. Uh, there was a. It little, felt like there were a little little something there,
2: little something there with the Timberwolves at one point too. Yeah, yeah. Rivalries. Look, not everything's going to be Red Sox, Yankees, Lakers, Celtics. Right. That rivalries come and go. Yeah. But right now. Yeah. Whether whether De'Aaron feels that way or not, and hey, and he may not. He's a guy on the floor. Yeah. So he can feel however the hell he wants. But for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rivalry. Number two, please.
3: Question two:
1: Did you have this as one of your wins on this road trip? No,
2: no. I, I admittedly did not. Um, I, I figured they they go out. And... <sighs> Here's the thing about the Warriors, too, and and I I can't be the only one that thought this last night. I, I was just kind of scrolling through and looking and. You know, Golden State was nineteen and, and, and twenty two going into this game. But when they play us, that's not who they are. I mean, this the Warriors played get their best version. They really do. And the 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 Warriors played, I would say, one of the best games they've played. One of the best games they've played this season. And also I was looking through their losses. You know, they have now 23 losses. Two of them are to teams that are currently below 500. I didn't realize that. Mm. So I understand that they've had issues, and I, I understand what the record is, but it's a little bit of a misnomer when you look a little bit deeper and see that, well, they, they've really only lost, for the most part, to good teams. And those two losses, I think, uh, uh, home Toronto, road Memphis, have both come in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have this, so this is kind of one of the bank for me.
1: Yeah, the other part, too. I think the Warriors still have the league high for most 20-point leads blown. So, I think it's five. Ooh, yeah. Wow. I mean, switch that around, and now all of a sudden you're a team above 500. Um, I, You know, to be honest, I didn't look ahead as far as the seven games to put win-loss, win-loss, but I've had four and three in my mind. So, this gets you one closer, I guess, to that. It also... As far as schedule advantage, because these things happen in the league, it is the second night of a back-to-back mm-hmm. for the Warriors. And the next game, tomorrow night when the Kings play the Mavs, Dallas plays tonight in Atlanta. So they'll be playing the Mavs on the second night of a back-to-back. You've got to try to utilize your advantage if you're the Kings.
2: And the Kings have had some pretty good, um, but also some pretty, some pretty good games with the Mavs, mm-hmm. but also some pretty good success with the Mavs. Yes, the last I would of say years. so. Uh, by the way, and we're going to have to talk about this a little bit later, um... How about Steph Curry having 18 points in the first quarter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about why that didn't happen over the last three. Uh, Number two, please. Or number three. Question three. All right, number three. It's just two wins, but does it seem like the Kings have broken through? If I'm playing conspiracy theorist, which I enjoy doing, unless it's with MC. Oh. At first, I think all this trade talk was really getting in the heads of some of these players. They're a tight-knit group. They get along. They've been through heck together. And I think it threw them off. And then I think at some point, one of the team leaders, either Harrison Barnes or Keon Ellis, gathered everybody around and said, you know what? Let's all give them a nice big... You know what, burger to eat. And I think, I think, I think they're, I don't think they're playing to leave. I think they're playing to stay. And I think there's something that clicked with them. And now they've won two in a row. I think they have broken through a little bit, which means my heart's going to get broken in a couple of days.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think you also, if I go back even a little bit further, maybe when the low point happens, when you lose four in a row and there's a little bit of the soul searching, what's going wrong, what's, you know, they're not talking to the media, just all this stuff that came out. Um, inside that, there were two of the games that we all kind of admit, man, they played really well against Milwaukee. Man, against Phoenix, that was one of their best games they played. Awful last six minutes to eight minutes, but they were really good. So in the four-game losing streak, I think they had two really good performances. Okay against Indiana, and then these last two uh, short up a couple things. To me, of all the things that happened last night, mm-hmm. as great as it was to see Harrison Barnes do what he did because that was fantastic. And it was great. I thought, and I don't know what you thought, Dave. I thought De'Aaron looked like De'Aaron. To me. Yes. And, and where it stood out is, I mentioned this in the, the halftime of the postgame to Henry Turner last night, was, all right, uh, Kaminga scores or Steph scores. Like, Fox is like, I mean, they were inbounding and Fox was gone. Like, he was moving and yep. he was attacking. Yep. And I went, okay, this guy has not been here for a couple weeks. So right. that, that to me, was really encouraging. Okay. What's
2: next? Um, And honestly, and I know this is kind of silly, but – If they hold on in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. they hold on instead of giving up a record-breaking comeback in Phoenix. Yeah. And then let's just throw in, you win the home game versus Indiana. Oh, that's a lot there, yeah. That is a lot there. Well, they've won five in a row. Mm -hmm. You turn three of those losses around, and now all of a sudden, they're firmly in the fourth. Like, they're not that far off. They've won eight of their last ten. You know, what a difference a couple of games can make here, but I, I... they looked, you're right, and I think it needs to be pointed out here when we talked about Steph Curry. He had 18 points in the first quarter, Yes, and I remember thinking to myself, well, go ahead and have 72 if we can put up 40 every quarter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm 100% fine with that. He had 18 points and was absolutely on fire. Yeah, five threes. Then they switched Keegan onto him. Mm-hmm. In quarters two, three, and four, Steph Curry was one of seven from beyond the arc. He was seven of seventeen, and his plus minus was zero. Hmm. Keegan Murray, Keegan, and and when Keegan wasn't guarding him, Davion was. Keegan Murray won a defensive battle with Steph Curry. Yeah, like I I, I think it's important to acknowledge that because that's not what's going to show up in the box score, but he took Steph Curry's eighteen in the first quarter and shoved it back in his face and. Steph ended up with, what, 30? Was it 31? Something like that, I think. I have it right here. Uh, 33. Uh, 33. Yeah. So he had 18 points in the first quarter. He had 15, and it wasn't an efficient 15 for the rest of the game. Also, uh, it was just me or Draymond Green, like, kind of changed so far. Like, there was nothing out of him last night. And by nothing, I mean, like, just not I'm not talking about technical fouls and stuff, but I didn't see any trash talking. I didn't see a ton of emotion. Nothing crazy. He got barreled over a couple yeah. I know Malik Monk went up and, and they actually looked to see if it was a flagrant foul. There was you know Malik to his credit got up and patted him on the butt and all that, but I mean you gotta want like is is he is he uh Wasn't that what the league wanted? That is that is? what he wanted?
1: Everybody wanted.
2: Well, it's what the league wanted, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think the league's better in some aspects when you got a what's Draymond going to do tonight type of thing. But but it got a little overboard. Yeah. All right. I want to remind you, by the way, we've got not one, but two pair of Brooks and Dunn tickets to give away today. We saved up an extra pair for you guys nice. on purpose today. So Friday fun and games. Also, a couple pair of Brooks and Dunn tickets. And Jiffy Loop drive of the game still. Jiffy Loop drive of the Man. game. Coming up in just uh – We're going to do this all. Uh, you know what we do? We, you know what it is? We're bribing people to listen. And I'm okay with it. Works. that. It does work, usually. So we'll take a break right now. When we come back, Kings beat the Warriors in an absolute thriller, and we'll talk to, uh, we'll hear from Keegan Murray. Keegan. Murray. And also the G-Man. Uh, talking to him, we'll hear about all that next. Show with Jason Ross. Yeah, so you asked, uh, what's my go to
1: Taco Bell? Yeah, I just randomly asked Chris today. I go, what was the last time you went to Taco Bell? He goes, last night? I go, really? But <laughs> it had been a long time before that.
2: <laughs> uh, the Mexican pizza combo with the two tacos supreme and a cherry coke.
1: Did that, uh, I know that. They was like have a... never had cherry coke at Taco Bell. Have they not? They're Pepsi or they? Oh, you know what, dude? I'm sorry.
2: I'm mixing that with Del Taco. It's still the, it's maybe it's, did they have root beer? I don't know. Am I, it's it, it, because I know at Del Taco, it's the um, spicy chicken jack combo with uh, two tacos and a cherry Coke. I know they have that. And they have the best mild sauce of any place. Did um, the
1: Mexican pizza thing last or wasn't it, remember? Like, it went away. About it? And then it came back. No, like recently came back, but then wasn't it like so- sold out or wasn't there something weird about it? Might it might have been at first, but was, I- I think it's one of the things you have to use the app to get it. And oh, really? Oh, out about so but it's simple. still around. Yeah. Oh. So.
2: The yeah, a Mexican Pizza. What's
1: your go-to? Uh, I always seem to get Nachos Bell Grande when I'm there, and then oh, something else. Okay, like I don't have the same thing every time, but that, with the exception, maybe that, I like to get that. Chris, I usually stick around the value menu. Yeah, yeah. I got
2: the cheese and rice burrito,
1: and yeah, um, underrated the potato uh,
2: taco. I don't think I've ever had that. I've not either. It's nice and filling. Um, and then at Carl's Jr. It's the. Uh, Western bacon? Uh, no, it's the uh, number one with cheese, no lettuce, because the lettuce that? gets all. It's a famous star, the one, mm. not the one with the double, the regular old one.
1: Yeah, some of their
2: stuff. Don't they? they have like nine patties. Yeah, in there I can't or something. do that. I do the, um, I do the famous star with cheese, no lettuce, uh, root beer, and a uh, fried zucchini instead of French fries, and it's thirteen dollars twenty three cents. Wow. Yes. that's the go-to like fast food is expensive it really is and four ranch dressings i have four uh it is it really is and i'm gonna go back to the whole like i i know nothing about restaurants i'm not stupid enough to think i could ever do one but honest to god so i'll I'll bring it up again because i hope somebody just hears this and does it that knows what they're doing like I don't understand why. You know how you have these like parking lot uh, uh, places that usually there's like a Dutch Brothers or a, a In and Out,
1: In and Out. Yeah, yeah. The, aren't they still relatively? they yeah, In say, and Out's pretty good. They are pretty good yeah. for Can you especially get out for of there with a, like 10, 12 bucks. Yeah, I mean? easily. Yes,
2: yeah. for sure. But I don't understand why I can't go into some like think of it as a Dutch Brothers that size. Not it's not really a dine in, but instead. You just roll up and it's like a menu, and it's like, here's what we have. We have like lean meats, like chicken and maybe pork or whatever. And then you have like rice, quinoa, uh, you know, whatever the side, then you have like the vegetables yeah. you can add in. And it's, it, because it's impossible to find like fast, healthy food. Right. And I, and I, and I got to think like stuff like that. I understand there'd be a lot of churn because of, uh, you know, stuff like that's going to expire quicker. But how expensive is like a a vat of rice, a vat of brown rice, a vat of of quinoa, and then, like, you know, lean meats. And you could have, like, sauces on the side if people want that. Uh, And then veggies. And the closest thing I can ever really find is, like, uh, a teriyaki-to-go place or whatever. Mm. But, you know, i got to ask for the sauce on the side because otherwise it is just drowned. (laughs) Like, why can't you get fast, healthy food? Yeah. At least Panda Express has the... uh, The buckets of, like, veggies you can look at that you assume they're using. can look at All right. So, uh, Kings win. Yes. The The Kings Kings win. win. Uh, They're on a two-game
1: winning streak. And, again, talk about a difference of – they played really well. We just did that in the last segment, how great they played. If Steph finds a way or gets it to Draymond and hits a game winner, man, would that have been an agonizing loss. Not a Willody, just a painful one, though. I was going to ask you this. Yeah
2: had Steph hit that or anyone else hit the game winner after the two missed free throws, yeah. where on the Willody, is it a top
1: three Willody? It just would have really hurt back to the, you know, they didn't play poorly. We look probably at the free throws at the end, that kind of thing. But, um, and remember, I think we had the question yesterday, like, does this feel like a big game? And I go, ah, going in, I'm not there. But as the game was going on, man, was I invested in that. Yes. Yes. And to get the reward at the end was great because that, you know, they're – a uh, break here or there for the Warriors have from having their hearts ripped out.
2: As it is now, they're two and two. Now, how do you figure out the tiebreaker after that? Like, um,
1: probably is it, Western did, Conference or yes. I mean, I would say the so, Kings are probably ahead, but that's if they get end up in a tie.
2: But still, kind of up in the air though, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. uh, Keegan Murray, I thought had a fantastic yes, game. Yes, he did. Uh, here he is talking to the G-man after. Keegan Murray has
4: slipped on a headset down below us, his courtside. What's your heart rate right now, young fella? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Somehow I knew that was going to be the case. The unflappable Keegan and Murray. Tell me about how good the defense was at the most critical of moments in these final seconds of this game.
3: Uh, i mean it was just kind of scrambled defense uh nobody's really matched up to a man so um, we just flew around and uh end up getting active hands end up with the steal. so we talk about the different
4: defensive plays down the stretch you had a great block knocked the ball out of bounds down inside on the warriors How much more comfortable have you felt defensively in your second year, Keegan?
3: Uh, I think it just comes with repetition. Um, Repetition, really good players in this league. I feel like that started last year, so I'm just getting more reps at that. and I feel like uh, you're almost getting in a rhythm on defense. That's kind of what I feel like. And Coach Brown has talked about how basically he
4: just threw you to the wolves. He's thrown you in the fire here as a defender. And almost every night, you're
3: getting the top guys to have to defend. Are you comfortable now in that role? Yeah, yeah, I think it's almost trial and error. Um, I mean, those would be nice for guys that are hitting tough shots, and it's my job to make them hit tough shots and make them um, hit, hit tough shots and make them work for us. So, um, just nothing easy on the on the defensive end, and uh, that's just my goal every night.
4: I want to congratulate you as being among those the quickest to ever hit 300 threes in their young NBA career. You managed to do that tonight. you pay attention to
3: any of those numbers? No, I just just want to win. Uh, I mean, that's what I came to Sacramento for, and um, that's just my goal at the end of the day. Before you get away,
4: I want to get a thought about Harrison Barnes and 39 career-high points tonight, including seven triples.
3: Yeah, he's been big. Uh, I mean, I feel like when he's aggressive, it takes the ease off of Domas and Fox. And um, just him being aggressive is uh, better for our team. And you've you've seen that the last two games uh, with us, uh, just winning both of them. Terrific way to start the road trip. Congratulations.
4: Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks. Kagan Murray and the Kings savor a 134-133 win.
2: Love him. And that applies to both of them. hmm Love them both. Yeah. I uh, want to get some of the national coverage, too. Here's uh, Kenny Smith talking about uh, De'Aaron and the Warriors.
0: But again, you got caught him again. Then you have Draymond Green on the pick and roll. Give it back to me. All right, freeze it. Kaminga and Draymond Green. you like, the only thing you're going to get is a layup or three. No, he says, no, I'm not. I'm coming into a comfortable area of the floor. I can shoot and raise up over you. And that is the difference between his game, and that's why – it's going to be close. I don't know about the all-star right now. It's close. Oh, it he's is, a bonus. Yeah. Curry, all fighting for the same last. Oh, the, yeah, the guys. West. The, the West, West is, tough, is uh, yeah, Golly, he's an tough all-star. Forces. Yeah. Yeah. I, even I, if he doesn't make it. I was curious to see how much energy Golden State had. You know, obviously an emotional game last night. Uh, an emotional week. An emotional week. But, like, they put a, when you play, they were, they were last night. They were got to win that game by 100 points. You know they were going to come out fired up. But it's a quick turnaround. I'm curious if they're going <coughs> to sustain their level of energy and Steph. Because, you know, Steph has to bail them out most nights now when they have a win. I still think Sacramento is going to win this game. Sustain. Sustain. Yeah. Uh, we may have gotten rid of the sustain oh, from you did? here. Uh, mm, Charles
2: Barkley. He was right. He was right. Here's a uh, breakdown from inside the NBA. This is a riot on the course, man. That is going to be... But
0: is a riot everywhere. Yes, he is. Highly entertaining. Uh, as was this game tonight in San Francisco between the Warriors and the Kings. Their fourth and final meeting. Remembering your coach, Decky, and his loss last week. And, man, they've... I don't know where they find the energy or where they've, uh, I mean, it's it's been a tough, it's been a tough week for the Warriors. Talk about this at halftime at age 35, the way he's still able to move and get his shot off. Yeah. That was a travel. 18 in the first quarter. Give me something, Clay. Give me something, Clay. 45-43 game. Watch Aaron Fox. Man, that was so smooth. 75-72 Kings at the break. Harrison Barnes career high night. Got a message. Got a flat spot. Man, he had 39. And look at Steph. Somehow. Oh, a that's that once. One point game. There's Harrison Barnes again. And route to his 39. Tell you what, the Kings, man, they are terrific offensively. It, they just got to get better defensively. Oh, no, go we'll get In that. Transition oh. Malik Monk for the five point lead. Oh, give me something, Clay. Six point game. Oh, mm-hmm. steal and lay by Clay. I see what you did there, Ernie. Lay by Clay. Oh, it's a that. bonus. Finding Barnes, who finds the bottom. Barnes oh, with a good Never like, right out there, game. Kenny. Steph makes it look. Steph, that's <laughs>
2: Aaron Fox. I'll get a hand up.
0: That was your weakest stuff on this ever.
2: <laughs> we get the point. Good to get some national coverage. Yeah. There was a lot That was more. over highlights, yeah. Yeah, that was over highlights. Little question. It's nice to hear them talking about us, but then also at some point it's like, mm, this doesn't really work audio-wise hmm. that well. Uh, it was good to get some highlights, though. It was good to get some national love. It's good to win on TNT. Um, and I, I think one of the big questions of the day, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, why... Okay. <laughs> no one's expecting Harrison Barnes to score 39 a game. But why not 18, mm-hmm. 20? Right. Why not more consistency? What is the deal with that? And when you saw his play last night, it wasn't just jumpers. It wasn't just threes. It wasn't just from the
1: line, but he was driving last yeah, night. He was aggressive, he was everywhere. He scored on all levels and um scored consistently took the most shots, played the most minutes. I mean, this is stuff that just hasn't been happening for him or for this team. It was a complete game for him. Yeah.
2: And you got to ask yourself, was he driving in a brand-new Hobbit vehicle? Well, you got to ask. He was driving. Hello. Hello. Pip, pip, cheerio. I'm Michael Yeah. By the way. God, speaking of that, your championship Sunday, how about mine? I got to get up at 5.30 in the morning for QPR versus Huddersfield Town on ESPN+. And then I got to figure out if I'm going to take a nap, probably, before the NFL championship games. Unless there's, like, something cool on to take me through. And I don't think it's going to be golf. Either way, it's going to be a kind of a... Bittersweet weekend because on one hand there's a ton of great stuff going on. On the other end, the gas-powered Charger and Challengers. This is the last year that Dodge is making them. So your Chrysler starts something new. Sales event's going to highlight those vehicles with your last chance to get that big American muscle and the iconic V8 power. Now is the best time to buy. You can get up to seven grand off MSRP and zero percent financing for seventy-two months on the new 2023 Dodge Charger SXTs and Challenger. GTs but when they're gone they're gone. See Hoblet's full selection when you search select and save at hobletdodge.com unbeatable prices unbeatable selection nobody beat Hoblet period Harrison Barnes is it time to have a conversation about him? I think it is. We'll do that next.
1: He has very good sources, and he, he just kind of tells it as it is and gets to the point. Jason Ross. He has a lot of pretty smart things to, to say. He's good at what he does. On Sacktown Sports.
0: Fire, fire Falcon, fire Falcon in the night sky. A 9-2
4: so to two response. Golden State after the Kings had opened up that nine-point lead. There's Harrison Barnes now isolated against Pajimski. Kicks back, now doubled by Green, spins for the fall away. Add two more to the tally for Harrison Barnes. The Black Falcon has 25 points. On the left wing against Wiggins, feed to Sabonis, top of the foul circle. Enters two Harrison Barnes, isolated, step back for two, scores it over Clay Thompson. Harrison Barnes has 37 career high points. His previous best, 36 points at Portland. Clay Thompson, starts toward the baseline, steps back, launches, he scores again! Harrison Barnes is just in fuego! From the runways, he's on fire! He's got 39 points!
2: 132-127. Fire Falcon! Fire Falcon! Are you gonna fire the Falcon? Fire, fire Falcon.
3: Through, play some clutch basketball as well. I mean, he's an all-star in this league, all NBA player. Uh, him and Domas uh, have been carrying our team, you know, the last two seasons. So, you know, hopefully, they continue to keep up that play and are rewarded as such. Last question for you: There's been questions about. For obvious reasons, about this team's defense, the last two possessions, you got two stops. Does that show that you guys can, in big moments, play and tough defense? Absolutely. You know, we know that defense is something we got to improve on. Uh, tonight was a good example of, of what we can do, and we got to just build from there. Harrison, congratulations on the career high. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ba.
2: I'm not gonna lie. One of the reasons I love it when Harrison Barnes does as well is that we can play that song. Yes, because <laughs> that is really banger. Fun. It is an absolute banger. Yeah. So he goes off again. 72 points in two games. Uh, Jason Ross, put your uh, analyst hat on. Why?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's hard not to think about something with the trade deadline, mm-hmm. right? Just some human instincts there. Whether it's hey. Um, I want to play well because I want to be traded. Hey, I want to play well because I don't want to be traded. Right. So I don't know which way that leans. Um, I know Harrison, the clip we played earlier, he talked about how they've you know, found a few more things for him and it's about staying aggressive. That I agree with um, because you know he took 44 shots in the last two games. Yes. And the results have been great. He shot the ball well. He's got 60, what, 71 points? In 71 two games? points, Man. yeah. I think I said 72, 71. Yeah. So it took 8 games before that to get to that same shot total.
2: So what so what what is the what is the missing variable here? Yeah, the,
1: the only thing I could think of is his aggression. And I don't know how I I think ge- in general Harrison Barnes isn't the most aggressive player. Now there could be some strength in that. Like he doesn't rarely force shots. I don't think he um I think there's some charm in letting the game come to you. But when he was aggressive yesterday, he wasn't forcing shots. He was actually right. very productive, and he was a reason why they won. And so, again, if he, they can find the balance, I, I think the difference, and we said it early on, the difference between him and Herter when they're both struggling is Herter might end the night one of nine, but Herter got his shot attempts. Yes. He didn't make his shots. Yes. Harrison Barnes might end one of three in 30 minutes with one rebound and an assist. He went, I don't even remember anything about the game from him. Where the last two games he was very present, very effective, um, and not just scoring, but that's going to jump out. And I I don't have a great answer as to why. I really don't. Doesn't it seem, though,
2: like the Kings are – like this version of the Kings is better? Absolutely. It's better. The balance. Yes.
1: Yeah, where Fox was still tremendous. Sabonis was – like all the way through Keegan, we praised his defense. That's where you say you can't get fooled by – a game or two, but also this is more of what we saw from the collection of the team last year. And I think that's the best version this team can be, which I don't think they've shown us enough this year. So when we're talking about, hey, we've seen enough, they've got to make a trade, I think playing like this the last week or so makes you go, "Man, all right, I don't want to be fooled, but if this team plays like this for a while, yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see how they can make a run at it." but you can't get tricked into that either. No,
2: and it's 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 interesting because are the coach do the coaches need to call more plays for him? Does he need to be more aggressive? Is it what the defense is giving? Is it a combination of all three? And if it's a combination of all three, what percentage do we assign to each three?
1: Yeah, and the other part too is generally like this off season was spent, hey Keegan, be aggressive. I think when you're in year 2 it's easy to do. Yeah. Barnes has been a role player for the Warriors on a championship team. He was the leading scorer for the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks, yeah. the franchise guy at the time. And then here, he's been more important than maybe he is now, but when you see what he does last, like, honestly, Dave, I didn't think he could do what he did. Like, it's to the point where, like, yeah, some Barnes might get you 20. Like, a good night, he's sure. going to score 20. His 39. career high. Yeah. I mean, on the day before, when he goes – or game before, 32, I'm like, I didn't think he had that in him anymore.
2: And it's just – it's very difficult for me to believe, to your point, a guy who has been on a championship team, who was the guy in Dallas, who's been here now for a long time, who is well into being – on the other side of almost being a veteran, that he just randomly – goes for 71 points in two games. Like, yeah. what, what, what is that? And why is that not more sustainable? Because, Jason, if it's more sustainable, then don't stink and trade anyone.
1: Yeah, and you know when we always say, uh, if the Kings will lose to somebody, and we'll go, oh, really? Career night from pick your random Atlanta Hawks. Right, or right. If you're a warrior, you're going, when did Barnes ever do that for us? You know? and Or that's who we lost to last night? So it does happen sometimes the other way. Uh, I'm glad to see it. I mean, he's so likable, and everybody loves Harrison. Yes. Um, it's just, uh, why? Why can't you do it more? Again, not expecting 30. Sure. 39, but a solid 16 to 22. Can you live in that? Or 14 to 22 range.
2: Yes. Like, kind of consistently. And if Keegan's going to have a 47.9, or Fox or right. Sabonis are going crazy, well, okay, defer and, yeah. and get him where you fit in. But right. my goodness, it can't guard everyone. So if you've got Harrison doing that, and I seem to think it has – Maybe I'm wrong here, but it has something. It, it, the, the The bulk of this is either the coaches have admitted they don't run plays for him and or Harrison's own aggressiveness. Those are both controllable variables. It's not like, oh, he's
1: inconsistent. Yeah, the other part, too, I would say about the offense in general, it's not a lot of, hey, let's run this for deer. Like, it's a read and react and cut and move, and I think at times Harrison's, like, observing. Yes. So, yeah, I didn't run a play for De'Aaron, but De'Aaron's going to get his shots. We didn't run a play for to Herter. her's going to get his shots. I mean, it's, it, it's sometimes I think Harrison is guilty of, of not moving enough. But lately here, it's, hey, I'm going to make myself present, make myself felt and seen and heard, and uh, good for him.
2: Good for him. Honestly, it, when you when you look at, oh, by the way, sorry, ADD, Doc Rivers is just coming over, hiring Rex Kalamian. As, oh, an, as nice. a uh, assistant okay. coach. He's been at the there. games a lot lately. Yes, he absolutely has. Uh, <laughs> I um, I like Harrison Barnes and I like him being successful. When that's here or somewhere else, I, I, I'd i like it to be here. But I, I need to understand why the inconsistency somehow. I can tell you one thing you're not going to get inconsistency with is checking your HVAC system. If you're going to my friends at American energy they need their own uh montage music it's right now but only for a limited time they're offering a zero dollar yeah that means free tune-up of your hvac system but diagnostic i guess is the right way to put it which is normally a 99 value american energy can uh, test your system they'll uh, test the connections and all the moving parts To ensure that it's functioning properly. Normally 99 bucks right now free, but it only lasts until next week, the end of the month, January 31st. So you gotta call now, Friday. Schedule your appointment at 916 520 9990. Just know you'll be dealing with a company. This isn't some fly by night operation. Say it's your grandpappy's energy place, all right? Ain't no fly by night. A plus better business bureau been serving the area since 1981 this isn't some big giant chain it's just a group of people that want to do good work so get your zero dollar hvac diagnostic from american energy at 916-520-9999 or americanenergyair.com american energy making the uncomfortable comfortable how about Brandon nunes sacktown sports king's insider he's going to join us next.